The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Changing up the whole intro. Ben Watson is the most sensitive man in America. You Can we start with that? No. Okay. Nobody even knows the reference. Eduardo is here. At least- Eddie, our 19th producer of the of the <laughs> podcast history in the life he's of the show. Not permanent. He's filling in for Carlos. He's, he's a Chargers week. fan, we learned. And Padres. Heck of a just, memory. I know. Okay. I love What Padres. happened to your boys last night, by the way, Eddie? Not the not the best showing for Justin Herbert. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to keep recording. That's fine. Uh, just think, so obviously you can't see this. We're in the studio. This studio, Simmons is going to hate this show. I can already tell you. <laughs> Don't say this that. This studio is located about, what, a mile? Two miles from a- From an active volcano. <laughs> from a, from a uh, what is that called? It's a quarry. A quarry. Uh-huh. The blasting will shake the building. For some reason, whatever the reason is today, our internet keeps dropping in and out. So Eddie was here. Now he's gone. Just me and Jesse talking. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad that I've already looked up all my data because I literally can't look up anything else. Yep. yep. All right. So we're going to get right into the, the, the opening topic I want to hit real quick. This came up on Twitter recently in a personal con- in a private conversation, and it, it has actually been – I've been seeing this around a lot more. And it's starting to really aggravate me. It's really bugging you. I can yeah, tell. it's like, how, co- dude, you got to start warning your audience. Everything's going to zero. Why aren't you doing this? The doomsday people, I really don't understand what they think is going to happen here. Like the market has harshly corrected. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to continue to see drops in certain areas. W- like what else is there to say? And this notion that nobody is talking about it, this is all I hear from everybody. The sky is falling. What else do you want us to say? When he says, or when people say go to zero in your mind, does that mean like even like just nothing has value or are we That's just talking I mean. about like, yeah, what like, are we talking about? And and because how could we go to a market where nothing, there's never been a time where nothing had value. It's an economic recession and the market is doing fairly well compared to where it was at a month ago. Like it's about where it was. I, I mean, just the overall don't, card market has not gone down as much as the stock market. Has. I'm not sitting here trying to pump the card market. Like I understand it's been tough times. But like this thought that everybody is, everything's going to zero. All the big players who came in are leaving. No, individuals who came in with money and bought without doing research have left because they're, I mean, quite frankly, they were clownish in coming in and spending money in a field they knew nothing about. 
But in general, I mean, Fanatics, multi-billion dollar company, not going anywhere. Tops, huge company, hundreds and hundreds of millions acquired by Fanatics. Grading has exploded the past two years, and that really hasn't slowed down. Yes, pricing is down, but volume is way, way up. Those That's a multi-billion dollar industry still, as is Panini. So I, I guess, like, are singles prices down to a degree? Yes. Wax as well, coming out, it's cheaper than it's been in recent history. But this thought of like, not only is it going to zero, but why is no one talking about this? I hear about this more than anything else. The only thing I can think is this is mainly people who have missed the boat. They have missed the mark of making their money and they just you are now like FOMO for these guys. I just think now they're excited to be like, hey, everybody else is because it's the same people who will post on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like feeling good about those Zach Wilson purchases now. <laughs> he had the a bad guys who just love to dig into yeah, I, every I, opportunity they can see. I guess that's what it is. And it makes sense. Like you post something negative, it gets way more views than anything else anyways. Thankfully, I could care less about getting any views anywhere, quite frankly. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I want to at least address that. I think we're pretty honest when we say, hey, this guy's garbage now and his market is in the barrel. Light mm-hmm. your cards on fire. Mm-hmm. What like? But that is the story. Yeah. What else is there to say then? Okay, let's talk about some other points that I don't think are as bad or underperforming and some things that are actually doing pretty well right now. I don't know. I just I, I get a little bit tired with that whole, you know, the sky is falling narrative. Well, I mean, even too, like the, the we keep hearing guys say like, oh, this card show I went to, there was nobody there, no one. But that's, that's ne- almost like, always fake too. Yeah. Everybody else says like, oh no, I mean, there were plenty of, I mean, there may be less than there was, but there's still a ton of people and prices just aren't. Guys who are selling are selling at comps today. Guys who aren't selling are co- selling at comps last year. Do your rundown, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know I what? stand by what I said. Ben Ben Watson is the most sensitive person in the NFL media. <laughs> Why don't you? It might even be college people media. Know just so they just just let the. I don't even know. know what network it was on. It was a college show. I happened to just to come across the clip. A guy made a joke in a setting of like four guys goofing around, and he made it live on air. Well, oh yeah, and your wife texts me too, and literally they like walk off the set. I just <laughs> that type of stuff to me. If you're sitting around, it's not like it was an egregious comment. What are we doing? Like, I insult you and vice versa, although more me. Off air, you're brutal to me, which is <laughs> what I think is funny. Not even. Never once have I been like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk off. <laughs> I'm going to leave. My <laughs> feelings are hurt. Ben Watson is an ex-NFL player. He's like, come on. multi. I have to think he's a multimillionaire, crazy successful, just a, a physical specimen. And he's upset because I, I saw that. And I was like, this is like the most sensitive overblown topic tell us in the comments which opener you like better the market's going to zero or the where are they commenting what comments just in the comment i do the rundown let's actually get some nfl the rundown we're going to be talking a little football okay i don't hang on i don't mind the rundown (laughs) could you please stop that voice is there any chance i've been pretty talk about football thank you uh, Mike has a couple points he wants to make about games over the last few days. We're also going to talk a little, are they oversold so segment. segment? Don't tell them more. You leave them waiting. Well, I'm just going to let them know today will involve NFL, but there can oh, be times okay. where we involve NFL. Others. Are they oversold? Yes. Uh, don't give them any more detail. <laughs> that's it. Next on the rundown sheet. We're going to talk Panini soccer stickers. Maybe some of you saw the segment on 60 Minutes last night. We'll touch on that. There is a huge new release that we're going to discuss with guests, possibly, if our internet comes back. And then your mailbag. Can we we call Kyle if we can't get him on here? um, Yeah, like call him on the phone? 
Yeah, yeah, we Because I'd like do to that. talk about this checklist. Okay. Okay. So that we brings still us have to no internet. big picture. That's that still big works. Picture. We that still, still have no, works. Yeah. What a <laughs> shame that is. The Vikings and the Giants are Donzo. In, in the words of Tom Haverford, Dunzo. Oh, that's how you spelled that. Dude, okay. You child. You spelled it? I don't think that's how you spelled Dunzo. You want to come to my pizza party? No, Dunzo. <laughs> Dunzo. This is Tom. I mean, you get beat 40 to 3 at home. It was a hard game. Maybe he's having I'd, a tough day. I'd like to think that. And again, I'm going to overreact because this is what we do yes, now. Let's do it. It's over. It's over. For the Vikings, I think, <laughs> dude, I'm not kidding. They are now, I think they're 8 and 2 or 9 and 2. I was going to say, hey, I can tell you real quick. I'm going to say they are eight and two right now. They're done. That's it. They're, I would say wow. at this point, they are not winning a playoff game. They may go in as a one or two seed. They're not winning a playoff game. No wins. Okay. I mean. They're brutal. All right. You cannot lose to competition. Like they almost lost the week before to a good team, the Bills. And now you get absolutely demolished. By the Cowboys at home, by but the way. But how many times have we seen this year where somebody lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to? It's too late in the year for it. I'm just telling you, and I don't trust their quarterback still. Hey, we have internet. We have internet. For- Jesse's going to hook us back up. But that's where I'm at with them. I think the Vikings are done. The Giants as well, I think, are done for this reason. And, and this relates to hobby as well. The Vikings, I thought, hey, we're going to finally start to see Justin Jefferson just go absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. It takes so much for a wide receiver to actually make hobby news and stay relevant, but it takes very little for him not to be. He's still the best receiver okay. in football, but the fact now that this team got beat that bad, I think we're going to see, we won't see it today, obviously, but over the next couple of weeks, I think we're going to see his pricing kind of come back down to earth because it doesn't take much. Again, negative is much more impactful than a positive well, thing. You say that, but like talk about um, Justin Fields. He got injured. He last lost last week's game. We saw pricing essentially stay the same. He got injured in pricing. So if you look on card ladder, it shows worse than what it seems to actually be. Card ladder shows his current pricing at $87 for his 2021 prison PSA 10. But if you look at most recent sales in, e, uh, in eBay, so as of, I guess maybe this is late yesterday, sold for $120 for his PSA 10, not just one sale, but there's actually another sale for $115. So, that's a, yeah, totally different example. Apples to oranges. Well, I'm just I'm just pointing out the fact that people can be where we've seen lately where someone underperforms or someone gets hurt and then all hobby love just falls out. All hype just goes down to nothing. This where you would think that would happen. That's not happening. I wouldn't say. Yeah. Apples to oranges. Why do you say that? Justin Fields was a crazy, highly hyped up quarterback. Yes, but the Bears played, have been terrible. Who played terrible. Mm-hmm. He is now performing unbelievable. Even yesterday, I don't think it's a season-ending injury. He put up good numbers again, despite the fact that they lost. And he's a quarterback with hype. Okay. As opposed to a wide receiver who does not have hype three years after he's drafted, despite being very, very good. You don't think he has any hype right now? He has some, but not in the, not in, not in the hobby. Not nearly as much as the 15th best quarterback in the league right now has more hype than the number one receiver in the game. In the hobby. I'm only talking about hobby relevance because the quarterback is a crazy valued position in the hobby. So now that we start to see this guy have a meteoric rise because the team is playing. So in other words, it takes more for a wide receiver to be hobby relevant than just performing great on the field. It took that team be having the best record in or second best behind Philly, Mm -hmm. the best record in football to do it. And now that they've lost, just like our internet was just lost again, just gone again. I think it's going to take so now I, I do. I almost think for the year, I would be surprised if we see Justin Jefferson pricing any higher than they are today. 
for the rest of the year. Wow. I don't That's think they're going to strong perform. take. I, I just think by the end of the season, they make the playoffs, they lose in the playoffs. They do not have an elite quarterback. We knew that, but we thought he could at least play elite. I just don't think he can. And I don't even think the NFC is that great. I don't think the Vikings win a game in the in the postseason. I feel, by the way, I feel the same way about the Giants. I am selling Danny Dimes right now because it took so much. He came out, all this hobby hype, prices are expensive. Were you so high on Danny Dimes? No, but he played really well, so yeah. his pricing was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And again, it t- you come out as high as, and as hot as he did, mm-hmm. and you underperform for years, you fall right off the map, then you, you have a great start to the season, so pricing comes way back for him and Saquon. It doesn't take much to lose that. Not to mention with the Giants, the majority of their wins this season, it was a weird stat yesterday, and I don't specifically remember it, mm-hmm. but the majority of their wins have come after being down at the start of the second half. In other words, they, they go into halftime losing, and yeah. they that's not sustainable. Like you're not going to, especially with a team like that, you're just not going to keep like go, getting going down to teams and then pull it out. Okay. So I am, I hate to say it. I'm down on those two teams and, the, and all those players, despite the fact they have this great resurgence. If I'm holding any of their cards, which quite frankly, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a single Justin Jefferson or Danny dimes card. If I did, I would sell them right now. If my intent was anything other than to keep them forever, I'm selling right now. Um, so Something that I wanted to talk about in in reference to your point with uh, Daniel Jones, there is something that we don't talk about as much, but someone appreciated this. Waiting to just, I, you love this. I like it. I actually do too. But I, I thought it was exciting <laughs> to see does, how excited you were. I'm not that excited. I mean, listen, I think you're elated. I'm so excited. It's great. What was that voice? It's just a very high pitched, like very excited voice. Okay. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> I want internet back. Um. The thing that I was very uh, pleasantly surprised with someone noticing is that we talked a little bit more about market capitalization. What is that, by the way? So market capitalization is very simple. It's the the price of someone's card. So uh, the last sold price times the pop count of that card. So there's a thousand cards that are valued at a hundred dollars. The market cap on that card is 10,000. The yes. Now the, the thing that's hard to do is you can only do uh market cap per grade. So a PSA 10 is going to be different than the SGC 10. So you can't say the overall amount of investment in this card is this number because so I can just combine them all. You, I mean, well, that's what you could do is you can go and add like SGC 10 and a BGS nine five and put them all together and say, that's how much is invested in this guy. But so you could do that. You could, but in this situation where to we're keep things a little simpler, PSA 10s. we're talking PSA 10 and overall market cap market cap suggests that there's more people having investments in Daniel Jones than Justin Fields. When I say more people, there's more money behind that card, his, uh, their Prism rookies, PSA 10s, than Justin Fields right now. Oh, that's because Fields hasn't had a ton of time with his Prism out. That pop's going to keep exploding. Well, I mean, the the thing is, like, yes, there, the pop will continue to come go up, but the thing that can be affected by that is pricing. And I do wonder how many people consider that. Like, when they're looking at, like, what they're going to pay for this guy's card. Very few. And that's where I think more people should start considering that. Okay. Um, now, to to go along with Are that. Are you getting right in? Is this the Are They Oversold thing? No, I, no I, we don't have to. Uh, I am ready for that, but I know you have a couple other points you wanted to make. Mac and Zach played a very underwhelming game yesterday. That was as boring a football game as I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson looked like he does not belong in the NFL yesterday. Brutal. Despite and, and I still am 
I don't know why. What are they? Five and five right they're now? They're both six and four now. They're actually they're all still in the playoffs. If the if the season ended today, this was the case before the game. I think that's still the case now. If the season ended right now, the entire oh, I can't pull it up because my, my internet doesn't work. <laughs> but in make pretend land where I have internet, like I think the whole AFC East is still in the playoff picture. I've got AFC East here. I mean, I'm saying for the playoffs, so so that's my point. I lied. So right now the Jets are, they're tied. Same record as Cincy, both six and four. Mm-hmm. They are technically the eighth seed, not the seventh. So they're still relevant. But man, Zach Wilson just, and I think he has some weapons there. Garrett Wilson, the defense is playing really well. I, I don't know. I'm starting to go back on my take that this, although my take is like in a year or two, he may be an actual performer. Because you have Zach Wilson cards, don't you? Very little. I don't have a ton of money in them because oh, they're really? so super cheap anyways. Yeah. Mac Jones, Kind of the same way. I don't know if it just comes down to coaching or system or both. On paper, Mac Jones actually put up a very good, like if you didn't watch that game at all yesterday, mm-hmm. actually you're a good example of this. Let me just read these stats <laughs> to you. No, no, just because you're not, you yeah, didn't yeah. watch the game. I can't imagine. Did you watch any of the Patriots Jets game yesterday? I watched the first quarter and it was so boring that I changed it. Mac Jones was 23 of 27, 247 yards, didn't throw any interceptions. Also no touchdowns, but no interceptions. How many yards did you say? 246. It's oh, a pretty good game. Okay. Yeah. On paper. That's a crazy high completion percentage. No interception. Yeah. Okay. QBR was 20. That's he was, low. He was terrible. Yes. I mean, he was not terrible. He didn't do anything to lose the game, but he, although he did take some pretty horrendous sacks, mm-hmm. but at least he doesn't do things to lose the game, I guess. And I'm probably grasping at this point. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they're still winning. Maybe he's that type of guy. It's never going to be sexy and the numbers aren't great, but he's going to keep winning. I still have some hope for Mac Jones. How long ago was it that people started putting more money behind Zach Wilson? Would you say it's been three months? Less than no, less than three months because he was out the first four weeks. Okay, because then he came out. He played a little. He played pretty well. They they won in Green Bay. They had some actually big road wins. But he's a quarterback. When he plays good defenses, he looks Mm -hmm. totally lost. Okay, because I I was going to mention to tie in the uh, market cap on Zach Wilson is only eighty seven hundred dollars for his PSA ten rookie versus Mac Jones, which is almost like forty seven thousand. But there are more people investing in Mac Jones earlier. And his pricing is way higher. And so we're probably going to expect, like you mentioned, there's guys already sent cards off to be graded, but they may not be back yet. But that would be the case for both of them, the same class. Yeah, but I mean, like. What's Mac Jones selling for, though, individually? Is he outselling them three to one? No. Uh, Mac Jones only sells for $32 right now versus. As a Prism PSA 10. Prism PSA 10. What's Zach selling for? 28. Interesting. I know they were that close. Okay. Mm hmm. Well, there you go. I don't know what that means, but I like it. Well, I do think that it means that either Zach Wilson's really undervalued or we're going to see a big spike in those numbers, the pop count coming up soon. I think that's the case for sure. Um, Next topic, I had two more, and then you can do your thing. Christian Watson, one of the few unexpected guys this year who I think I may be right about. Two more touchdowns. Granted, they lost against Tennessee. That kid's a, a legit number one receiver. I don't know that they're going to make any. I, I, I'm I getting to the point with Green Bay. I think they're just done. I don't think they're making the playoffs. But quite frankly, they're they're not crazy out of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending what San Francisco does tonight. If San Francisco loses, which I don't think they're going to, you're talking two to three games out with six games to play. Again, it doesn't look great for them by any means. But mm-hmm. is there a possibility where Aaron Rodgers goes on this crazy run and they win the rest of the Maybe. But either way, the Christian Watson kid looks like a monster. That's been kind of one of the few high notes. And then Dak Prescott. Dak looked phenomenal yesterday. Again, I don't normally watch like an entire Cowboys game. 
and they took it off TV, which was fun. At one point, they were like, we're now switching over to the Cincy Steelers game, a more competitive game, because this thing was a blowout. Oh, that's what happened, because I turned on that game towards the end, and it was like the was Steelers game. Yeah. He was 22 of 25, 275 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, QBR 93. 93? And he was. He was phenomenal. Dang. Do you have his pricing by chance? Deck? Yep. I do. Because I. the only reason I'm curious about him is I have recently bought some Dak stuff. What's his Prism Silver doing right now? Oh, I don't have silver, bro. They're all silver. Oh, they are silver. I'm sorry, I yep. do. 2016 uh, PSA 10. So he does $352. Oh, really? That's actually yeah. still pretty low. Overall, what was that card doing a month ago? Can you see that? Uh, no, I cannot because okay. of the internet. Okay, no problem. It's but fine. it is interesting, though, The <laughs> going back to overall investment in that card, it is one of the higher value cards of the – like I pulled up maybe like – about 15 quarterbacks uh, that are currently playing. And he is. I paid 300 for that card, by the way, right at about a month ago. He is the fourth most invested as far as most money uh, behind that card. Okay. So 400, almost $470,000. I mean, they are now seven and three. Again, I don't think the Giants are anything at the end of the year. Uh, at this point, I, I really have lost all faith. The little faith I had in the Giants, I've pretty well lost. And so you're looking at them as a wild card because Philly's still two mm-hmm. games up. I don't think they're catching Philly, although very well could. Um, but yeah, I think Dak might be another guy you start to take a look at. Anyway, so those are my kind of four. Uh, a couple things I want to at least t- touch on. Um, do your are they oversold thing because you have so, more to do with this. So yeah, this is um, something I just found interesting because when I was going through some of the indexes uh, for football, I wanted to see based on PSA 10s of guys, uh, you know, Rookie cards that the hobby agrees is their rookie. Who right now could you invest in and still have a, a decent upside of making some money on? Um, and I say decent upside just because a lot of times these guys start selling and they just become oversold. So that being said, Michael Paul, do you have an opinion on Mike Evans 2014 Topps Chrome PSA 10? Current value of this card is $21.50. It is down 70% over the last month. Wouldn't touch it. Wouldn't touch it. Nope. Okay. Um, Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. Scary Terry is everybody. I call him that. 2019 Prison PSA 10. Down $67. Currently selling at $10.35 for his PSA 10. Really? Yep. Yeah, yesterday, one, uh, what did he do yesterday? Four catches, 55 yards. I, I mean, maybe he's having a bad season. I do like the kid, though. All right, so he has 792 yards a season. That's eighth in the league, two touchdowns. Eh. But they, I mean, say what you want about Taylor Heineke. He's at least playing well, and they had a big game again yesterday, and they're six and five. For 10 bucks? 10 bucks. I would load up on that card. Who cares, right? Okay. Super cheap. Yep. And I think there's some upside with Washington. That's a team that might sneak into the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor. 2020 prism dude this is a weird one PSA i actually comp, hang on i comped to jonathan taylor 2020 prism silver psa mm-hmm. 9 mm-hmm. it's doing like 25 to 30 dollars <laughs> well like, that's what this is doing his base his PSA base 10, 10 is doing that 25 dollars. it's down 58 percent over the last month that's another classic example though of a guy who played unbelievably well last year like almost mvp level mm-hmm. but then this year the team is total garbage i mean they're four six and one they're nowhere near the playoffs. I, I mean, what's the upside for Jonathan Taylor this year, I guess, is where I, I kind of go with it. Yep. Like, w- 
which is sad. Now, if it continues, though, that's a guy in the offseason. I'd look at him and be like, hey, he's probably top three at his position, and it's the second or third best position to invest in or buy and trade in. Quarterbacks, one, receiver, running back, or two and three. Yeah. But if I'm going to do that, I'm not doing it now. Again, I just don't see any upside this season. Okay. Because even if he has some monster games, yeah. the team is just so bad. And he is, I mean, he's not underperformed. He's having a pretty good season. He's still going to, he's got 700 yards. I mean, he's going to have a big season. But after doing what he did last year and the team underperforming, yeah. I just wait. Okay. That's, a, I, I was wondering what you were going to say about that. So wait, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could do better eventually. Eventually, but yeah, like right now, term. I just don't see. I mean, like I'm looking at his game by game breakdown. He's only gone over a hundred yards twice this season. Oh, week one, yeah, and then two weeks ago against uh, against the Raiders. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, um, three total touches. It's just very underwhelming for him. You know who's next on this list? Is Zach Wilson being down almost fifty seven percent. Same thing. I don't know that I'm messing with him much now. Although the only thing, the only, uh, it's tough with quarterbacks because if he has a very good game, mm-hmm. it's, he's not a running back. He's not a receiver. He is a quarterback. One big game and all of a sudden it's, no, we were wrong. There is something there. Yeah. And that team still is six and four for 20 bucks, 25 bucks, 28 dollars. 28 bucks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's a bad buy. Same thing with Mac Jones being at $32 down about 55%. Same thing. It's super cheap for a starting top. I mean, he's probably still realistically, and I don't think he's great, mm-hmm. a top 15 type quarterback in the league okay. on a team that's six and four and is in the playoffs right now. I think there is upside this year. And that seems cheap for a quarterback's prism card. I don't care about pop count. It's crazy high. It seems cheap. All right. I got three more for you. Go. Uh, Nick Chubb, 2018 oh. prison PSA 10 running back teams irrelevant. Nope. Yep. I don't care what the price is. Okay. It's it's pretty, it's $50. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not. <laughs> um, all right. Then what next year? one, uh, that was 2018. Oh, which is funny. That's not a silver. That's a base still. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the next one is ba- uh, Baker Mayfield. He just came back and started again yesterday. Mm-hmm. But he's playing for Carolina. I mean, I guess that's an NFL team, if you want to make a stretch <laughs> and call it that. The team is garbage. I'm trying to think of what he did. I don't think he did anything. 21 of 33, two interceptions. Only 20 bucks for that card for a PSA 10. Down 46%. I guess maybe it's worth like, hey, if but but even then, I would say if you're going to do it, just wait till the offseason. Okay. Because I don't think it's the worst buy in the world if he's going to start next year. Mm-hmm. But they're also terrible. They're probably going to have a high draft pick. So is he starting? If not in Carolina, I think Baker's probably still a starter in the NFL somewhere when he's healthy. So wait till the offseason. Um, actually, I, I have two more. One is just, three, I know, I know, done two. I know. Four, four total. Uh, Jameis Winston. No, doesn't matter what the just price is. Nothing. Okay. Nope. Uh, this one I just find interesting because it's so cheap. Drew Luck, down forty five percent, sells for eight dollars and thirty nine cents for his PSA ten. What team is Drew Luck playing for? <laughs> He's still with Denver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, have no idea. No idea. I thought it was the Colts, so I have no idea. I mean, the fact that I don't know, <laughs> the fact that you don't know where he plays. Not- oh, I would have looked it up, but. Uh, we don't have internet. No, it's fine. I, no, I'm not investing in Drew Locke. I don't think there's a scenario in the world in which he starts again. Not even $8. Okay, no. cool. Um, all right. That's your NFL Are They Oversold segment.
I don't hate that. That was a cool segment. Hey, this so the Panini sticker thing. I saw it was on after the late game yesterday. You actually watched some of it. Could you give like a quick yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 I mean, seconds? It's really uh, just a history and what the market looks like today. What was actually kind of cool was seeing uh, some of the behind the scenes, like printing of these stickers in the factory. Um, as we know, it's sold here, but uh, I don't know if they're all made in uh, Italy, I guess, or if some of them are also made here, but it's what they really highlighted is how it is so huge still in Europe. Um, and it's not really being sold, bought and sold. It's really more traded for the most part, but there are some huge collectors like guys. There's one guy who had like closets of these stickers over the years. Like really it didn't highlight any cards. It's all stickers. Um, a guy reached out to me actually last night saying that he was ripping some packs of these for uh, some kids at school. And he actually pulled, oh man, I don't even remember. I want to say a messy, super rare messy. Um, for it was worth like $2,000. Um, so there is definitely still some value behind these. But again, that segment didn't cover that. Um, but it, what it did kind of highlight, if you're interested in watching it, you can go to 60 Minutes online and watch the segments like 12 minutes. Um, I thought it was like just really interesting to see how the the hobby is, I guess, broken out in Europe as far as like it doesn't seem at least they didn't highlight this. It doesn't seem as much about the money and more about just having fun with it. So that being said, I think I would like some Panini stickers. I wish we still had my book and you didn't give it away to somebody, but gave it away to kids. I know. I'm happy for them. Anyways, that's your uh Panini soccer sticker segment. Okay. Oh, we got to talk about the Luca before we go on the new release. By the way, I just dumped a guest for today. I just told Kyle. Yeah, well, at I this mean, point, we don't have yeah, an option. At this point, we're not going to sing and dance. We'll do some Bowman Chrome. Maybe you can come on Wednesday. I don't know. We'll, we'll I do have an article about the Bowman Chrome up. I think we can. I would say this. The only thing interesting about Bowman Chrome this year, 2022 Bowman Chrome, as always, Hobby and HTA. So HTA is just three autograph cards, no base. Hobby is a, of two autographs a box, but all the base, color, et cetera. I've never ha- seen this happen before. Hobby releases Wednesday. HTA releases on Friday. Two different release dates, which is kind of weird. They, you said they usually come out together? Always. Together. I've never had it come out separately. So, Do you think they're going to do like maybe some big sale? like a black? Because we already know Panini's talked about doing a Black Friday sale. I so wonder. you think Topps is doing that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, every, I mean, everybody's doing it. I have In no fact, idea. Uh, to, to throw that out there, Pristine is doing a big Black Friday sale. So they're giving away like... 25 bucks for anybody who bids on any of their 10 minute auctions on Friday. So a uh, little giveaway. You're also entered to win. They've got like uh, a Larry bird Jersey and a few other signed jerseys uh, that they're giving away. So if you guys are interested in bidding on black Friday stuff, you get some discounts there. All right. I was going to say we're back. Although if you're listening, you, we, we never really left <laughs> after the internet dropped off a bunch. We realized it didn't record the last 25 minutes of the pod. And the fact that uh, we didn't have internet, as you may or may not recall from the multiple times we've said it, we didn't have a backup recording. So there you go. Here we and are. It's Eddie's first time doing this podcast, uh, producing solo. We're trying to make it real challenging for the kid. What so day. this is our segmented piece together mailbag that we're going to end it with. Mailbag. I said it. <laughs> Dang it. All right, uh, Go. going right into the question from I feel Jim. Like I've heard these before. Oh, wait, which one did you want me to start with? I don't even remember now. Are you, you told me, me, Eric Young, are there others like me who love collecting 90s and early 90s? I'm sorry, late 90s, early 2000s chrome refractors. For myself, I collect Maddox. Eric Young, I think the vast majority of people in our age group, I say are 28 to 44. 
I don't know where I got that's, that from. That's but that's an interesting age group, but okay. That's what we're all about. I'm all about, I would rather have a early 2000s, late 90s, Griffey refractor than almost anything new that is being produced. Frank Thomas, Pedro, all the guys I grew up with. Absolutely. So you are not alone. And overall I, back then, refractors numbered stuff was much less all common. All that stuff was way more com- way less common. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at the, what had the crazy spikes at the beginning of this whole pandemic back in 2020, it was all this kind of stuff. Cause guys like us were like, Hey, I'm getting into this hobby and I'm going to go buy the stuff I liked and remembered as a kid. Win-win. Joe Dorinzo, 2022 Tops Chrome hobby cases have dropped to around $1,700 a case. Take a breath. Is it crazy? It's just funny that we're just doing this all over (laughs) again. We've already answered all of these. Uh, Is it crazy to think that this is a great long-term hold? He then goes on to mention past pricing for each of those boxes or cases. I, I actually agree. I think it is. Wander, I think, is a generational talent. And you probably have some other guys who become very good out of this class. And it's not that bad of a product. The issue, of course, is the other guys were left off, the Witt, Torkelson, uh, and Julio. But they're in those the, super fractors. Yeah. Or, excuse me, they're in the silver packs. You can yes. still get the variations there. So they're tough pulls, but that's why the value got hurt so much. Here's what's interesting. 2020 was, so 2021, he didn't mention this. It was 1,300. 1,300 a case. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do this we already twice, did the research. Already got, so 2021 is 1,300 a case, and it's an abysmal class. The fact that this is only 420% more than that, or 30% more, is pretty ridiculous. And considering 2020, which has Jordan and Louis Louis Robert at 2400, I think there's more upside on this than there is down. So you think the prices hurt that badly because the packs, the silver packs, are not included in the box? But I'm saying it's seventeen hundred dollars, and that includes silver packs. Yeah. It hurts because I'm not going to be able to pull fifteen base of those guys out of a case like I normally I would. See. Okay, like that is what people are missing. It's not the big chase; it's the numbers game, the grading, all the base I'm going to hit. So it's never going to hit these, but I think it's a better class than that. To put in perspective, though, you know, 2019, Vlad, Tatis, Alonzo, Tucker is 5,100. This is never getting there, mm. but there's no reason this couldn't get the half of that. And then you go to the, the 18, Acuna, Otani, Devers, 9,600. Again, we're probably never getting close to that, but I like the upside of 2022. Yes, it, but I would, again, preface that I want silver packs no matter what. Uh, Michael Cianfrone, hold one, rip one. Bowman Chrome Hobby versus Bowman Chrome HTA. You rip the Bowman Chrome Hobby. There's a ton of value in the base and all the extra cards you get in that as opposed to HTA where it's just autos. And I think HTA is incredibly easy to move as a case. Breakers love it. You're literally just ripping three cards a pack. There's nothing to do. There's no sort time. It's it's perfect. So HTA is very easy down the road when you want to sell it. Bam, sell that. And you rip the hobby because even if you don't hit a big auto... You can really make up for a lot of that with just grading your way out with all the other base cards, numbered cards, inserts, et cetera. Uh, our spy from Microsoft is back, Travis Melinda Gates. Joke the first time. I know. They don't know that. They do now. Uh, where's the best? It was that good of a joke. Where's the best place to buy cards online? eBay, other websites, some secret store he hasn't heard of? I don't remember it being that funny the first time either, just so it to be clear. killed and you weren't aware of that. Um, yeah, eBay is a great place to buy. I mean, obviously, there's live streaming apps like ours, Card Shop Live. There are Facebook groups, Instagram groups, um, virtual card shows. I mean, th- there's a ton of other places. So, yeah, I... I don't know, my slabs? I mean, I, I, to really pick your poison. Where do you want to find cards? Darren Dom asks, is there any way to send a card back to PSA before, uh, for regrading? Yeah, we talked about this one, and I cut you off then like I did this I know, time. I was just waiting. He, yeah, he had a Trevor Lawrence. He's like, I thought I had a chance at a 10. It came back a 4. It seems like maybe they made a mistake. If that's the case, send it back in. I don't know how PSA handles this. I know SGC, if I say, hey, there's a mistake, and, and it comes back that that's true, they grade it for free. I don't know with PSA, but if you if you think that firmly about it, 
then send it back in for sure. You had mentioned that that is not that inconceivable. You've had that happen to you before. I've had cards come back. I had a Barry Sanders rookie come back recently. When I got it back, I was like, man. And sure enough, I had missed a little, very light, but a little crease on the back. And it brought the surface grade way, way down. So the card graded like a three or a four. Man, that's crazy. it's, It's possible that you just missed something. But if you're that confident you didn't, take a shot and send it back in. Christopher Duff, I already made a comment on the first recording. You don't get another comment. Christian Miller wants to know (laughs) for Mike with it being off season for baseball. Is this a good time to submit stuff for PSA to get back before the season starts versus using SGC? Good time for both. I mean, PSA, obviously you have time now. If you want to sub there, it's going to take a few months. Fantastic. However, I would add this with baseball stuff changes a lot. There's a lot of offs just because pro ball is done. Winter ball, the fall leagues, all these other things are going on still. And then spring ball picks up early. I would still much rather have my stuff back quickly. If it's expensive, big stuff, that's one thing. PSA, no question. It's fine. But I still think there's value in the quick return time for a lot of the smaller stuff with SGC. Ken Griffin. I said this last time. Favorite question of the week. This is a really good one. He wants to rank an order of importance to hobby sustainability the following. We're going to go one at a time like we did last time. And you heard these grades. So I'm going to ask you, what did I grade (laughs) physical shops? You graded that a 10 out of 10, bro. Absolutely. Shops are are invaluable to the hobby for people our age, even for younger guys, your first experience happens at a shop for a lot of people. You, there's a one-on-one connection with the shop owner. Granted, some of them are just social donkeys. That's fine. People love card shops. They are immensely valuable on a scale of one to 10, 10 out of 10 importance to hobby sustainability. Next, please. Wouldn't you say invaluable oh in God. terms like that and priceless? Don't they sound like you, it's worth less? To me, it sounds less than more. Okay. Breakers is the next one up. People are going to argue with this. It's just, it's the fact though. 10 of 10 importance. So much product is opened by breakers. If product is not opened, then singles are not for sale. Then secondary sales can't happen. Then grading cannot happen. Breakers are super valuable to the hobby. Now there are some scummy breakers. They have no value. They have no place in it. Shun them just like Dwight shunned Andy. (laughs) But in general, they still open a huge percentage of product, especially expensive stuff because guys don't have the budget to rip it on their own. So breakers are crazy valuable to the hobby. When I asked the question, you made the point that it is so important too because you can't get access to cards like at a local card shop for many places around the country. They don't even have one in their towns. This is the best way to do it. I agree. Flippers. This one I was split on. So zero out of 10 for retail flippers. They could leave tomorrow. I don't care for guys flipping singles though. Very super valuable. Seven, eight out of, out of 10. Last time you said eight, now seven. I couldn't remember what I said. Yeah. So probably, I mean, cause again, if I have somebody I can flip my cards to granted, they're going to buy it for 70, 80%, mm-hmm. but who cares? It gives me capital. It gives me a, an outlet to sell stuff. Then they go and fund those other areas. Hey, because they paid top dollar, they're going to go sell their stuff for top. So I think singles flippers are very valuable. Retail flippers, zero. Last time you, uh, I did not disagree with you about the zero, but I do think like for those guys that, cause we don't think about them sometimes cause we're not as in to the retail side of things, but I do think there's a large portion of the hobby that buys a lot of retail so they don't need to buy it from a flipper though i just they, they don't left. need to buy it from a flipper but a lot of times at least these days i've been noticing a lot of retail is being sold for basically what they're getting it for at the store or maybe so just could, slightly more so the same thing then if you even if you don't have it in your in your area you could go online and buy it at target if retail flippers weren't clearing it out mm-hmm. you would still have access they i'm telling you retail flippers add nothing okay uh show dealers 50 50 uh, five out of ten i think shows are important but the dealers themselves, you always have more dealers. I, I don't know. I, I don't think, and I don't know how many are that valuable. There are good dealers, 
But there are a lot of just useless dealers who are not there to make deals and not there to actually make transactions happen because of their pricing or, or just how they are socially. So I'm, I'm like a five out of 10 on show dealers. Retail stores selling product. I like this. Again, the easiest way to find product is for a guy to go in the middle of nowhere to walk into a Walmart and buy a prism hanger. And it gives you a crazy cheap access point as well, especially if we're taking out the retail flippers. Kids can go in and buy decent product, cheap access, easy access, very valuable. Eight and a half out of 10. I don't remember there being a half last time, but that's okay. No one asked you. Um, So this last one, I think we established it may need to be two separate things, but he put together third-party sales channels such as eBay or other apps for selling. Yeah, the point, eBay is a 10 out of 10. It is still, anybody who argues with this, by the way, I just think is not that in touch with the hobby because people will still say, well, eBay is the authority on comps. That, That is the plain truth about it. People argue that it's my card. It's worth what somebody will pay. All these stupid things like that, by the way, is one of the dumbest lines in the hobby. It's worth what somebody's willing to pay. People have already paid something like that, and they probably bought on eBay. So you can see what people were willing to pay. It is the authority on, on, yeah. on comps. There's also by far the most transactions on eBay, and it's international. It's everywhere. Everybody has access to eBay. You can buy and sell there. You know, it, it just, yeah, yes. Other than it being like a one of one, I think that's really even the one of one. So, so find comparable players of the same card or find comparable products of the same players. One of one. What about that? One of one Chris Farley card that just got pulled this weekend. Crazy expensive. I hope that dude sells it to you. I want it so bad. Uh, other sales channels important, but not as, and again, I'm saying that as the owner of card shop live, it's an important outlet. I'd like to think it gains more importance as we build out the community aspect and now the loyalty program and all that stuff's in there. But it's still, it's not nearly as valuable as eBay. And it will never be have the exposure of eBay or any, even whatnot. Whatnot's a $4 billion company. It's about a tenth as big as eBay, despite that thing being massive. So eBay, 10 of 10, other platforms on the high side, eight and, you know, digressing from there. Up. Nine so, and a half for Car Shop Live, everyone else. 9.2. Yep. Um, that was our, now we're it. really done. If we it didn't t- record this time, I'm going to say this on air. Jesse is fired. Yep. No, that's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. There you go. Sports him, car. Wait, wait, wait. We got to let him know though. We did Why? in the last episode or the last Why? recording, we let everyone know what's going to happen on the next episode. So you have Eric, uh, his name is Eric. I forget his last name. Eric he is numbers guy, the collectibles guru. By the way, the I guy who did the backyard breaker. I just numbers. had the revelation looking at him. He's the kid. He was our contact at golden last year when they were sponsoring the show. He was our contact? Wait till you see this kid. He was a dude on all the meetings there. Yes. What? 100% that's him. That's hilarious. Yeah. We're going to- And he has 300 something thousand followers on Instagram. So we're going to have him on the pod next, on Wednesday. Then we're going to try to see if we can hire him to run our socials ooh, or integrate ooh. socials. I haven't told you that yet. Let's okay. try to throw some money at this guy. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if he's a guy I don't or a kid. He's gonna he has cheap. facial hair, so I can't tell if he's 26 or 40. Tough I don't grow facial hair and I'm considered an adult. So. Well, buy some. All right. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Take number two came out so much better. Don't even worry about the lost we footage. We should always record it twice. Goodbye. See you Wednesday. Bye.